Wanted to say hello to everyone. This is a Hill Cities podcast. The title today is Life's Core Purpose. I'm Jeff Hagen, the founder of Hill Cities, and uh, would really like to get some response from you guys too in terms of you're listening to it, sharing it with friends, any feedback would be graciously appreciated. And also, I'm going to give a special uh, uh, conclusion where in light of today's uh, topic, life's core purpose, an opportunity to you for you to take the next step in finding your core purpose. I was recently in a discussion with a group of people. The man who was moderating the discussion is uh, one of the business leaders in our community. And the title of the book that we were discussing was Mission Drift. And he asked the question, have any of you developed your own personal mission statement? And I raised my hand and I said, I have. And he said, what is it like? And I said, it's like catching lightning in a bottle. And when I said that, it's like, did I say that? I never even thought about that statement before. But I had realized that once you capture your core mission statement, you, in essence, have learned to go deeper into who you are, into who God is, how you're designed, and what his purpose is for you. And so one of the things that I have found in my life is that there have been obstacles to me connecting deeply with God. And I went through a dark time in my life where God told me he was going to discipline me. And I had no idea exactly the dynamic of it, but I sensed it had something to do with my relationship with money. It's an interesting question, isn't it? What is your relationship with money? I found that there was a certain sense of well-being I got when I when I, I had it and a certain sense of anxiety when I didn't and I have to admit that I was looking to money to give me a sense of security and a sense of significance and as I was taken into this period of discipline it became painfully clear to me that I had an idolatrous relationship with money and Jesus talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount. And he said that you can't serve two masters. You will either love one and cling to it and hate the other or vice versa. And you can't serve God and money. The other part of it is he makes a statement that says the lamp of the body is the eye. If the eye is clear, the whole body is full of light. If the eye is dark, how deep is that darkness? And I began to realize that my inner eye needed to be clarified and that God needed to use pain in my life to bring that about. To make a long story short, it started with buying a money pit house where I had a sense of losing control and having to watch my house be torn almost in half, and the basement flood, and writing checks as fast as I could to subcontractors that were way too expensive. And then I got a call from the FBI. 
and they informed me that my financial planner, my friend from high school, uh, was being investigated and I needed to come down to their offices. And to make that story shorter, uh, essentially 80% of my resources and a six-figure home equity loan flew away. You know, wealth has a tendency to catch wings and fly away. And so when we, be, we think we're secure with something that is external to us, we're very insecure and we don't even know that because we don't have control. And one of the things I have learned through this process is that there is an illusion of control. The only one who really has control is God. And we have to learn how to trust in him as our father who is our provider. That was my lesson. Well, anyway, as I went through this and my inner eye began to clarify, I started realizing over time and assembling a sense of who I was. And let's just say the healing that took place through this painful process. And it is interesting, Hebrews 12, it says that, that the limb that is lame should not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. And the whole section is those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines and chastens every son whom he receives. And that there are these benefits of experiencing life sharing in his holiness, in his righteousness, and the peaceful fruit that comes from that. And then finally, a deep inner healing. And what I have found is that, that we have this inner eye by which we navigate life spiritually, and we hear God with ears, inner ears, and see God with an inner eye. And we take in this information. If, if it's clouded, you know, our ability obviously is like being blinded. It's darkened. So I began to uncover who I was. Not only did I see God more clearly, but I started to integrate with my inner dimension and that how I was wired. And I started finding this deep desire for the Word of God that uh, I could see and hear the things that were being said through the Spirit of God within the Word of God where I was not nearly that sensitive. I found my relationship with other men in my ministry started to enhance because of this inner eye being opened. And over time, I came to an understanding of my design and my purpose or mission statement, which is serving men to go deeper with God and each other to fulfill their destiny. And so the the idea of going deeper, I have to model that. I can't help people go deeper. I can't have a statement like that unless that is a core value, a core mission of mine. And then obviously, destiny is part of understanding our identity. And it's about being able to perceive and see who you are, that we capture, like an iceberg, you know, the fall of man and the darkness is like an iceberg where we've lost so much of ourself and we need to recover it. And it's a process of going deeper. You know that one of the things in our discussion on mission drift was that organizations easily lose and people lose their mission if they are not focused on it and have an accountability around them. 
And so Harvard University's stated purpose being founded was for Christ and his kingdom. And if you look at Harvard now, you would say that they have totally drifted away from their mission. And their inner eye has been darkened. They've lost sight of that purpose, and it's been twisted into something else. You know, the Bible talks about in Romans 12, don't be conformed or squeezed into the mold of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you would prove what the will of God is. And so that is a desperate need, but as you can see, both of those verbs, being conformed and and transformed are imperatives or commands, but they're passive. You yield yourself to either a, uh, a conforming process to this world or a transformational process that God does from the inside out. And that you know takes me to uh, a thought, a key thought, I think, that you know, how do we discover this mission? Ultimately, we have to be in proper relationship with our Creator because He's the one who's designed us for a specific purpose. You know, in Genesis 1.26, it says, Let us create man in our image and in our likeness and let them rule over the earth. And, you know, God told Adam and Eve to to subdue the earth and to rule over it. So man was created to rule and to subdue. And as a result of losing that fellowship, man not lost the throne. He lost the ability to subdue and became subdued himself by sin, idolatry, heart being darkened. And so the recovery process was essentially accomplished when God sent his son on a mission, and that was to recover man's identity, recover his throne, his right to rule, and the spiritual power to not be conformed, but to be transformed from within. And that man now, as a result of Christ interceding for us, and in tearing the veil between us and God, the barrier that did not allow us to see him or to understand who we, we are has now been torn and that we have free access to draw near to God, to draw close to him, for our heart to be satisfied with the love of God as opposed to the love of money. I would like to encourage everyone just at this point that as we are doing these podcasts, we're seeking to serve you to go deeper in your relationship with God and each other and then to fulfill your destiny. And so I want to encourage you not only to listen, but to share these podcasts and to, to use it as an opportunity to influence those people around you. So as we discover our true identity, it's interesting. There's a verse in Revelation and it uses the phrase that God will give you a white stone. And on that stone is a new name that is written that no one knows but he who receives it. And I believe that's a symbol. It's a symbol to let you know that there is a deep identity and sense of 
purpose that God has designed you for. You've been created, it says, in Christ Jesus for good works that he prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them, and that our worship of God, really this an interesting Hebrew word called avodah, and the word is your work is an act of worship, that it is to be done to the glory of God. Sebastian Bach would put to the glory of God alone after he would create a masterpiece because he sensed the Spirit of God taking him, picking him up, catching him up into the heavens, and then through the Spirit of God and engaging with him to write this and express this creativity, which again, our Creator has designed us in his image, and part of that is the creative ability. You know, also with this whole issue of identity are the great existential questions about who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? You know, there is no answer for those questions apart from God. And that he wants us to enter into fellowship with him that's described as rest, as peace. He says, take my yoke on you and learn from me, for I'm humble and meek, and you'll find rest for your souls. You know, how many people are racked with anxiety and fear? You know, no sense of security, trying to get their significance by, you know, climbing up the proverbial ladder and finding it leaning against the wrong wall. But imagine living life from a posture of inward rest and peace. Each new day, waking up with the presence of God, harmony within your soul and with others of like mind, the resources to have inward joy to rediscover your life's core purpose. You know, we have to walk through a door to discover this. And Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. He actually said, I am the door. No one comes to God. No one enters into fellowship with God except through me. And so the door is open to reestablish that lost fellowship with your creator, the lost fellowship with yourself and with your fellow human beings. You can walk through that door. Let God know you want this fellowship to be restored. Christ's sacrificial death, his blood that he shed for you has dripped down upon you and it will cleanse you and make you whole. It will fill the empty, he will come in and fill the empty spaces in your life and integrate you with who you are and what you're supposed to do. Life will be more than this endless and meaningless cycle of eating and drinking and traffic jams and moving back and forth from work, but life is much more than a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. So if you're interested in going through a short process to help you develop your core purpose, uh, you can go to our website, hillcities.org, look under podcast, go to the podcast that's titled Life's Core Purpose, and there will be links there for you to go through a process that one of our ministry partners, Jeff Pelletier, who runs a ministry called Life's Core Purpose, has designed a little bit of an inventory to help you in that. There's a short nine-minute podcast that he, he has to discuss this. Also, obviously, Hill Cities needs supporters like you. 
So please consider supporting Hill Cities. You go to our website, you'll see donate. Thanks a lot for listening. Share this with your friends and uh, we'll see you soon.